Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Wednesday, the 12th of August, and we're looking at Psalm 29 this morning. And it says, Ascribe to the Lord glory, a Psalm of David. Verse 20, oh, Psalm 29 from verse 1. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness and the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. And so what David is doing here, this psalm's kind of two parts. There's the first part, which has got the four scribes and worship. And after that, it begins to speak about the voice of the Lord all the way through what the voice of the Lord does. And then um, this is an amazing psalm. The word the Lord is mentioned 18 times in 11 short verses. And what David is doing here is he's really wanting to just exalt God and kind of juxtapose and talk about what worship is really like. And I think it's very helpful for us. When David looks at nature and he looks at and the things that, you know, they didn't have meteorological studies and that kind of stuff back in those days. So when there was thunder and then when there was lightning and, the, you know, the thunder would peel across the ocean and you would see like the lightning flash and the sky flashes. It was incredibly powerful when there were a massive, um, some of the most devastating things that they would have experienced back in those days was like a flood that would come and the water would just wipe everything out. And David's saying all that big stuff that terrifies you, all the big stuff that you think is scary, God sits above it. His voice is even more powerful than that. And then he even says like, but not only the big destructive things, even the most beautiful, small little things like when, um, uh, when he talks about the deer giving birth, which is so incredible. The voice of the Lord um, makes the deer give birth, that God gives life and he is able to strip life away. So he's painting this massive picture of God. But really, the, the heart of this before that, in the first two verses, verse one and verse two, there's the keys to understanding this concept of worship. You can't move into that where David was talking about the voice of the Lord and worship like that, unless you've wrestled through the first two verses. And what I mean by that is this. David starts off and he says, ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, or O mighty ones, is also translated. And it doesn't necessarily mean some, you know, uh, like spiritual beings or whatever. He could even be speaking to those who were high in authority, um, other kings or other rulers or people who thought they were very high up and whatever. And David is speaking to them and he's saying this to them, ascribe to the Lord glory. Another word for that word ascribe is give so you could also translate it, give to the Lord, O heavenly beings, give to the Lord glory and strength, give to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And what David is saying here is there is, for us to be able to worship, we have to understand that God is above us. Now, I know that we understand that in concept, but I'm going to, I want to get into this a little bit because the thing is this. If we truly want to be those who worship, and, and worship is one of these things nowadays that everyone's got their idea about worship, and we think worship is the latest song that was written or the latest piece of Christian music that was written. When David is talking about what true worship is in this, when he's able to talk about the voice of the Lord and all the stuff that it does, 
David is saying this, we need to start by giving God the glory due to his name. That's where it starts. God, I choose to give you this glory. And it's a choice. It's not saying God's going to come and take it from you. And I think that that's quite powerful. God's not reaching in and grabbing it from us. But it's saying, give God that glory. It's your choice whether you do or not. And the thing is, if I choose to ascribe and give God the glory here above the circumstance, then I'm able to be, be seated with God above the circumstance as well. But if I'm going to paint God as lower than the circumstance and, and I'm, I, I kind of hold myself up against him, then actually I'm always going to sit under my circumstances myself as well. I can't worship a God who is as um, easily swayed by circumstance as I am. And so there's this thing I think that we do sometimes as people where we are kind of like just subtly looking at God and saying, prove yourself to me. So when I pray, I'm like, not actually praying. I'm saying, God, prove yourself. Come on. If you can really do it, then do it. And I'm, it's not, it's not an issue of faith. It's not an issue of worship at all. It's just, come on, I wonder if, wonder if God's actually going to do it this time. And while we are wrestling with God, and here's some big stuff. While I'm wrestling with God over direction for my life, while I'm like, it's, it's, he's in the driver's seat and I'm in the driver's seat and he, I don't really like what he says. I'd rather do it my way. While that's happening, and I've got, I'm treating God like an equal that I'm arm wrestling with, there can be no worship in my life. While I'm wrestling with God of a power, right? I think that I'm more powerful. I look at a circumstance and instead of inviting God and his power to come and deal with it, I'm going to go in with my words or my understanding or my cleverness. I'm going to try and deal with that thing. There can be no worship in that circumstance because I've reduced God. A wrestle with God of a knowledge. I look at God's word and I go, it's old fashioned. I don't really like it. And I begin to try and um, uh, explain it away. And I know better. And, you know, Jesus was 2,000 years ago. What did he know? Instead of understanding that Jesus is already at the end of time and he's, you know, if we ever get to ride on hoverboards, he's already seen it. You know, he's God equally at every point along the timeline. While I'm wrestling with God of a knowledge, there can be no worship. There can only be worship when I choose, like David said there, ascribe, give to the Lord, O heavenly beings, mighty ones. You think you're a mighty one? Then give to God glory and strength. Give him the glory, his name, and worship him in the splendor of his holiness. This is a reminder that worship isn't a mushy feeling. Worship isn't this nice little, oh, it felt so great, you know. Worship is coming to God and giving him the glory due his name, exalting him. And, and seeing him for who he truly is. Worship is never convenient. And worship is always at odds with my own view of myself. And often with my own view of who God is. Because I'd like God to be a little bit lower and I'd like myself to be a little bit higher. But what this allows us to do, and I'll finish with this little saying, which is a little bit cheesy. But when we are able to exalt God, even if we think we're a mighty one, we think we're a hotshot. I give him the glory to his name. Then all of a sudden I begin to speak the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. Someone once said this, remind, instead of um, reminding God how big our troubles are, how about reminding our troubles about how big our God is? And that's exactly what the psalm is all about. When I see God and I give him the glory due his name, then the voice of the Lord thunders over every circumstance that I'm involved in.